Hello, friend. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Wretch Like Me, my podcast, where I just want to be real and authentic and uh, try to help people to know God, uh, to find freedom in Jesus Christ, uh, to discover their purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the lives of those around them. Today, I want to be coming to you from Mark chapter 10. Just want to uh, look at this old story here in the Bible, familiar to a lot of Christians. Uh, if you're new to being a Christian or if it's not new to you, don't feel bad. Uh, it was new to all of us at one time. But uh, Mark chapter 10 tells a story of a young man called Blind Bartimaeus. And uh, notice I said Blind Bartimaeus over 2,000 years, and we still call him Blind Bartimaeus, a label that was put on him. Uh, this seemed like he can't, can't shake it. Uh, also, you know the name Doubting Thomas. Uh, Doubting Thomas had, had some doubt, but he would uh, run back and throw his hand, hands in the air and when he had an encounter with Jesus and say, my Lord and my God. Now, the doubt was gone, but the label still remained. And I want to talk to you about that today, about labels that have been placed on us, uh, whether justly or unfairly, and they are sometimes hard to shake. In high school, I can remember very vividly, it was my senior year, winding down just a, a few weeks ago in the school year, a few weeks ago, then I would no longer be in high school. And... Uh, come time that they have the awards banquet for seniors and it was uh, an honors banquet they called it and it was geared specifically towards academic achievements and lo and behold uh, it's shocking to me as it probably is to you that are listening to this uh, I was I won an award for the highest academic average in one certain subject area um, and I was surprised by that and shocked by that and and was totally unexpected but a couple of days before of the banquet was to take place the lady that was kind of over the banquet that um sent out the the invitations for people to attend and those type things uh, kind of one in charge of that pulled me into her classroom and i walked in and she said mr davis i understand that you're uh slated to attend the honors banquet for the seniors coming up here uh, in a couple of days and i said yes ma'am i am i'm actually looking forward to it my family's coming looking we're looking forward to it and she said, well, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but that banquet is not for students like you. And I never forgot that. See, I wasn't someone that really took academics all that serious, and uh, I wouldn't, no one, no one would look at me and call me a, a model student by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd earned the right to be there, and because of some other uh, behaviors, some other things that I did, and uh, or some expectations I didn't live up to, I was told I wasn't wanted. I was told I was I was unwelcome and was told that I didn't belong. And I never forgot about that. Years have gone by, and I would still uh, occasionally see that see that teacher, and, and every time that would come back to me, you don't belong. This is not for kids like you. And I know that all of us at one point or another has had a label put on us, whether it's been due to a failed marriage, whether it's been to a bad decision we made at work, whether it's been something we done years and years ago, and we still have that label that's on us. That is the case with this young man, and we'll begin our reading here in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. In this first verse, there's so much revealed as we begin to break this down. First, I want you to see that there was a city that limited him. 
he was said that he was in Jericho and they came to Jericho and blind Bartimaeus was there uh, by the highway side begging in Jericho. Jericho is a place where uh, there was kind of a rough crowd. It was a it was a place where there was a lot of folks that were kind of uh, on the wrong side of the tracks, if you will. A matter of fact, if you remember the story of the of the Good Samaritan, I believe it's in Luke ten, is in the Good Samaritan where uh, said he fell among thieves there. Uh, it was in Samaria. It was in it was in Jericho there that that uh, fellow run into those those issues. So. Jericho was a city that kind of limited him. There wasn't a lot of resources available. wasn't a lot of things for people like him. And then we'll also see the father that labeled him. Look at the latter part of verse 46. Said blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. History will tell us, and uh, you can spend time researching this on your own, or you can take my word for it, but that his father was also blind, and his dad... I had no doubt had struggles and was a was a beggar as well. But one day when Bartimaeus was about 13 years old, his dad came on come home and had a heart to heart with his son and said, "Son, I need to talk to you," and began to tell him where he had been and began to explain to him, "I have a a gift for you," and what that gift would be is it was a it was a robe that was placed across his back and that robe would define him. That robe his father had to go get from the high priest, and it would represent a license that he had to be a beggar. And they would lay that robe across his shoulders, and everyone in town knew who he was, knew what he was, rather, knew that he was a beggar, knew that he wasn't like everybody else, knew that he couldn't do what everybody else could do. That father put that label on him. At 13 years old, he, in that culture at that time, he was considered to be a man and had to make his own way. So he had to find a place to where he could go and, and beg. And as he's sitting there by the highway side, 20 years pass. He's now somewhere as upwards around 30 to 33 years, 34 years old. And he's there. And, and this particular day, verse 47, our next verse, the city that limited him, the father that labeled him. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Boy, I love that verse. Just such a simple prayer. Such a powerful prayer. He just began to cry out the name of Jesus. But he calls him the son of David. No one had ever called Jesus that up to that point. And it's very interesting to me that a blind beggar could see what no religious person could see. Friend, just because a religious crowd may look a certain way and act a certain way doesn't mean they always see things the way that God sees things. I'm so glad that I'm in a relationship with Christ and not involved in a religion. I'm glad that I'm free from the bondage of performance and the bondage of religion and the bondage that says that my relationship with God depends on how good I am or what I can do. It's all because of Jesus Christ. But he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then not only was the father that labeled him, the city that limited him, there was a crowd there that loathed him. Verse 48, and many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd said, we see your robe. The crowd said, we see your label. The crowd said, we know who you are. You're nothing. You're nobody. This man has somewhere to be. This man does miracles. This man, people are just throwing themselves just to touch the hem of his garment. He doesn't have time for a nobody like you. Oh, my friend. I am so glad that I didn't listen to the crowd 
the morning on July 11th, 1999, when I give my heart to Jesus Christ. The crowd was telling me, because of where you were at last night, because of the things that you have done, you do not belong. He has no time for you. And I had it in my mind so backward. I had it all figured out that when I could stop doing this bad habit or start doing this or, or being able to, uh, uh, to, to read my Bible and go to church or clean my life up, when I could act like a Christian, I would become one. When I could shake these labels off, I would give my life to Jesus. The crowd's telling me you don't belong. The crowd's telling me that he doesn't have time for you. That's what they told this little blind boy. We see your labels. We see your robe. You're not valuable. I'm glad he didn't listen to the crowd. But he cried the more a great deal. I want you to picture right now, if you can, the desperation in his voice, the passion in his voice, the tears in his eyes. My friend, he wasn't just saying, hey, Jesus. No, he was crying out. He is bellering out. He is doing everything he can to get the Son of God's attention. He's crying out the more, Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And here is why. Notice back in verse 46. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, Jesus was going out of Jericho. This guy sitting by the highway side said, This may be my last chance. This may be the last time he's on the outskirts of town. He's leaving. And if you read the rest of the book, you'll see Jesus didn't go to Jericho anymore. This was his last opportunity. He didn't care what anybody thought. He didn't care what anybody said. They're telling him to shut up. He said, no, I need Jesus. Friend, if you're lost today and you don't know who Jesus is, stop listening to the crowd. Stop, care, stop caring what they say and cry from the very pits of your soul. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Oh, my friend, the crowd's telling him to shut up. The father put a label on him. He felt like he was unworthy. He felt like he didn't belong, but he, he knew that this may be his last train out. Verse 49, one of the most powerful verses, I think, in the Bible. Verse 49 says, and Jesus stood still. Praise the Lord. Jesus stopped dead in his tracks. When his disciples, when the crowd when everybody else is saying, be quiet. When everybody else is saying, he doesn't have time for you. When everybody else is saying, because of your label, because of your past, because of your position, because of who you are, he don't want anything to do with you. But Jesus stopped dead in his tracks. Oh, what a powerful verse. God's son in the flesh. Jesus Christ. One little nobody on the highway side begging in a little nothing town made God's son stop dead. Stop dead in his tracks. My friend, when you call upon the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter where you're at. doesn't matter where you've been. doesn't matter the label that's on you. It doesn't matter anything else. All that matters is that lovely name that you're crying out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he gets his attention. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying of him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. He says, listen, your days of shame, your, your days of begging, they're about to come to an end. Be of good comfort. Verse 50, this is so powerful. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. He had wore that robe for over 20 years. He had wore that robe that had labeled him, that had bound him, that had limited him. People had mocked him. He would wore that label long enough. And today he said, I'm throwing this down. I won't need this anymore. Thank goodness when we become a new creation in Christ, we are new. 
those old labels, those old things, those things that define us, those things that were labeled us, we can shed them off. Oh, can you just visualize him throwing that down and saying, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. I got a new start. I got a new standing. I got a new position. I got saved. Thank God. And Jesus answered him and said unto him, What wilt that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Didn't it seem obvious? I think Jesus just wanted to hear him say, I'm shaking off the label. But verse 52 is, is something that you'll miss if you don't really take the time to read over it. And I missed it for years. But I want you to see, again, the liberty that is in Jesus, the freedom that we have. Verse 52 says, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus said, You can go now. You can go on your own way. You can go back home. You have freedom to go where you want. Thy faith hath made thee whole. This fellow could now see. I'm surprised he didn't go back to the crowd and say, Look, don't tell me to hush anymore. I fit in. I'm surprised he didn't go back to the father and say, Dad, that label you put on me, I've shook it off. Oh, there's things, so many things that he could have done. So many ways he could have reacted differently. Jesus said, Go thy way, thy faith that made thee whole. And look at the latter part of that verse of this chapter. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. When he could see finally, see clearly, for the first time in his life, he said, I want to follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. My friend, I want you to find freedom today and see clearly, maybe for the first time in your life, that your relationship with Jesus is not built upon anything else other than who he is and what he done on the cross of Calvary. Gives you the liberty to say, as that old songwriter wrote, I've decided to follow Jesus. I, I, I once was blind, but now I see. I saw the light, and my friend, now that I see clearly, I just want to follow him. He had a choice. He could have went about his own way. He was already complete. Jesus had already forgiven him. He went on his own on his own accord and said, "No, the only path I want to follow is the one that follow that has me following in Jesus's footsteps." I hope today that this podcast helps you. I hope today that you'll begin to see yourself, my friend, as Christ sees you, somebody worth dying for, not somebody with a label, not somebody who's limited, not somebody that the world loathes. God loves you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you, friend, today for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. I appreciate it. I love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at bubbydavis at icloud.com. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. Until next time.